0: You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Hey, everybody. It's October 21st, 2012. This is the Take Him With You podcast. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And we're going to rock out today and have a good time. You're in for a treat. I love this song. I remember when I heard it for the very first time 27 and a half, 28 years ago.
1: Which we'll be talking about next week on our podcast.
0: Oh, a little bit, a little bit this week a, a little, little bit, bit next week.
1: week. Okay.
0: Do you remember that? You yeah. went, you actually saw this band, didn't you?
1: Yeah, a few times.
0: We actually met the guy. Yeah. His name is Daryl Mansfield.
2: Mhm.
0: And uh yeah, That was always a big hit at their concerts. Bible Study was the name of the song. And boy, they played it and played it and played it and played it. Yeah. It's one of their staples.
1: Good song. Yeah,
0: I remember seeing it for the first time and laughing and and thinking that's pretty cool. But uh, that has significance.
1: we, We tried to figure out if we went to the same concert at the same time, but we didn't go together. I didn't even know you then. When you went to that concert. No, we weren't time. at
0: the same place. Okay. No, you didn't go to PLU, did you? I,
1: I've i gone, to, I went to lots of concerts at PLU, so uh-huh. I'm not sure. Did Saw you go Barry, see Daryl Mag- Mansfield? I may have. I went to see Barry McGuire at PLU. Oh, yeah, remember. you know,
0: I would really be a big fan both of him.
1: oh frogs and butterflies, they both been born
0: again. Yeah. <laughs> were you trying to sing a man's voice? Is that what you were doing? Because I did that you, about as well as I do Darth Vader, don't I? No, you actually have. You usually sing that song with more <laughs> what is it? Uh, oomph than that. You Barry, were like, McGuire, I moans. He, he kind of reminded me.
1: Of, he kind of reminded me of a big teddy bear when I went to see him in concert.
0: Okay, we yeah. we see we're we're old. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, I'm going to be turning 47 this week.
1: Yes, you are. And you shh,
0: shh, shh, shh. are going to be turning 46 next you, week. You
1: don't have to tell people how old I'm going to be. Oh, they know. Don't they just, you know, think I'm 26.
0: You sound six 20, old. 20. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, well, uh, you yeah. know, when I was 20, I sounded like four. So <laughs> I guess it's good you I did sound not. like 20. Oh, yeah. You
0: did not.
1: I remember. I married you. You Even even when I was, like, in my late 20s, I remember people calling and asking for you, and they asked me if my daddy was there. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't very happy about that, actually.
0: Yeah, well, sometimes, you know. Yeah. So what I was going to say is that uh, when we first, or when I first had discovered that, you know, the church world and this whole thing about God and stuff, there was really a limited amount of music out there other than the hymns and the choruses. But there there wasn't a whole lot of contemporary music. And so... Keith Green. And, and others. There was yeah, like Second Steve, Chapter of Acts and all yeah. these different... Anyway. Steve Tyler. They... Steve Steven. Tyler or Steven? from Ty- Aerosmith? No,
1: the one, the crazy one, the the one that was it, Stephen?
0: No, Taylor. St- Steve Taylor, Steve yeah, Taylor. That's yeah. what
1: I meant. I always get. I Tyler want to and
0: be a clone. Wrongs.
1: Yeah, there's there were quite a few. Scott Wesley Brown. Yeah, there there are quite a few.
0: But when we when we talk about, I mean, rock and roll that I was yeah. used to, there, wasn't there was only a lot a, of heavy metal no, kind no. of. No, there was like Res Just... Resurrection Band. Yeah. And then there was
1: um And Barnabas, band was more of a bluesy rock. Striper.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Come on, rock. You've got to. Well, and Striper wasn't until the mid-'80s. There started to be some Christian heavy metal, like, mid-'80s. Yeah. But I don't remember. Well, there's a little bit. I went to a lot remember of. Remember the punk
0: rock stuff, Undercover?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: I got to see them in concert. They were cool. Yeah. Well, we were just reliving our old um the old days and I have some music inside that's why I was playing the music.
1: Well, you know, and because you brought up these bands, um, when I was in high school my youth leaders from the Baptist church would take um, you know, van fulls or carfuls to, to PLU which is Pacific Lutheran university here in the state Tacoma, of Washington, yeah. Or um different all different kinds of places. Um, and I would like a special prayer request for my, my youth leader. So if any of you are people or praying people, can you pray for my youth leader from high school? Her name's Mary, and she's having a, a big battle in her body right now. And um, she really needs a miracle. Okay. So pray for Mary and her family,
0: please. Okay, we'll be right back after this, and we'll talk about what's going on around our house this last week and what is ahead in our future. Hold on. My name is Al.
1: And I'm Joyce.
0: And we're We're huge huge Disneyland Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others.
1: That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland podcast. We share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures, and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun.
0: And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney Magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. So after our great friends Rick and Amy have enlightened you on their awesome podcast, Take Him With You, why not give us a listen? You'll be happy you did. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes.
1: And remember,
0: make make it it a a Mickey Mickey Day. day. Right now, Al and Joyce are in Disneyland. Can you believe it? I well, can okay. believe it. No. They, <laughs> actually, if, by, when we're recording, they're just getting ready to leave. But they'll be in Disneyland by the time most people listen to this
2: podcast.
1: Well, what, what <coughs> I have a hard time believing is that they ever leave Disneyland because they like it so much. They haven't so been much. for almost a year. I know. But if if um they didn't have, you know, real life, like jobs and yeah. and family and stuff. They probably live at Disneyland
0: or live close to it. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. And then we could meet them there and have corn dogs.
1: I do like the Disneyland corn dogs. Yeah. I've I've had at least two in my life.
0: I've had one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was the the point the the destination. Meal place that I really wanted to go to when I took Catherine to Disneyland.
0: Yeah, because I told you about the corn dog I had.
1: Oh, uh, was that? Because I thought I'd eaten corn dogs there before. You've been There's, to
0: Disneyland before that with me and the kid, the boys.
1: And I went there when I was twelve. Okay. Yeah, so I went to Disneyland three times.
0: I've been to Disneyland twice. Mm-hmm. When I was a little boy.
1: And then when our boys were little boys. Yeah. Yeah. They were so cute. So, Alan
0: Joyce, have a great time on your vacation. Happy anniversary to you. They celebrate their anniversary on my birthday.
1: Wow, they got married on a very good day. Yes,
0: they did. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) So, what are your plans for your birthday, dear?
0: I don't have any plans for my birthday other than uh, a quick artist reception up at the college. I'm I'm putting my artwork, Mm -hmm. um, some brand new pieces of artwork that I still have to finish in the Grace Harbor Fall Art Gala and it's going to start uh, we hang our stuff by the 26th then there's a little reception and then on the 2nd of November our your birthday is the debut mm-hmm. of the uh, gallery and i'm the first as you walk into the to the hallway down below mm-hmm. i'm the first display
1: so walk in from which direction from i don't know yeah cuz there's two ways you can go into the i don't hallway. know i
0: don't know uh, i my my daughter-in-law Works with the the team that's doing it, and she said that I'm one of the first displays as you walk in, because they put the photography in the halls, okay, to be displayed. Because it's when you look when you get close to photography, it's doesn't change the pictures at all. Mm -hmm. Is what if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing um, I'm getting that all ready here. um, Probably after we're done with the podcast, I'll be working on it, and then try to get all my pieces finished by. Uh, Tuesday, and then we hang them on Wednesday. And then on Friday is the reception. So that's my plans. Other than that, you guys have to make plans because I don't have any.
1: Well, I know I'm going to have to figure out something about cake because you really like cake.
0: Cake. I love cake. Yes. Cake.
1: I don't really care about cake, but you like cake,
0: and um, it's weird. In our family, this is interesting now, and you can tell us by writing to us, Rick at takingwithyou or or
1: Amy at you. and
0: tell us what you like better. Do you like cake for your birthday, or do you like um, cupcakes, or do you like uh, cheesecake, cheesecake or cake, or pie, or pie,
1: or ice cream cake? In, in
0: our family, it's really interesting. I love cake.
1: And I think you're the only one. In I'm our the only
0: one that would be disappointed if, if I didn't it... get a cake on my birthday. Yeah. Andrew likes cheesecake, and he would eat or cheesecake. Or cherry pie. Or che- he does like cherry pie, but I don't think he'd want that for his birthday.
1: Or, I may be wrong. Or ice cream, maybe ice cream mm, cake. Maybe. I and then you like times.
0: you like everything but cake.
1: Yeah, I, I don't really like cake that much. I mean, once in a while, maybe a little bit. But I think
0: Catherine is, I don't know what she likes.
1: Cheesecake, probably.
0: I don't know. I mean, or right? ice cream. Okay. And then uh, our son and our daughter-in-law, Nathan is, he's more of a cheesecake guy too, isn't he?
1: Um. Yeah. Or he likes Rice Krispie treats. When he was yeah, at college, yeah. we sent him like Rice Krispie treats because he, li- he loves, loves Rice Krispie treats.
0: Yeah. And I'm not sure if Ivy likes cake or cheesecake. I can't she, remember.
1: She. I think she likes both, but she does like cake. Remember, she wanted a green tea cake. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. One year, and yeah. I made her a green tea cake.
0: That was an interesting cake.
1: With um chocolate ganache frosting.
0: Hmm. Cake. So yeah, yeah. so and yeah, I don't, I don't know anything else about trying.
1: frosting too. I don't really like frosting. I like I like ganache, mm-hmm. or or just like.
0: I've already got a really cool birthday something. present from one of my friends. Yeah. He sent it. Uh, my friend from Canada. Uh huh. My friend Jeff. Yep. He sent me um, a really cool model of the original Viper from Battlestar Galactica. It's really cool. And I'm going to build it and Mm -hmm. I'm going to sand it and I'm going to paint it and I'm going to put the decals on it unless some miracle happens and I can afford to have the guy Steve uh, put the lights in it and do it for me.
2: You know.
1: Yeah.
0: I asked him how much it would cost. I don't know. He hasn't answered me yet.
1: The guy that you watch his videos? I watch his videos.
0: Steve Neal is his name and he is just this amazing special effects guy. Lives down in California, and he's worked on some of the Star Trek movies and done some other things in various movies and stuff to build props and does amazing, amazing model work. And he... Uh, and he
1: has a cool dog that swims in his swimming Daisy. pool. It's worth watching his videos yeah. just to watch his dog swim in his She's swimming She's really pool. cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Their swimming pool. That's who uses their swimming pool the most, the mm-hmm. dog. But uh, Steve does these really cool model builds, and he... And he lights them all up with these uh, these cool little lights that he puts in there, and yeah, it's pretty neat, fiber optic things, and,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that would be awesome. But uh, I don't know; it's probably going to cost way too much.
1: Well, you know, if you think about all it, the maybe. time that it takes to build those, well, and he's he probably very skilled. Can, he can
0: do them quick now because he yeah. knows what he's doing, and he has an airbrush, so he can. He can
1: probably know. do one and just. Two or three days. Yeah, um, probably
0: less than that. Probably well, a couple putting it days.
1: together, he can probably put it together in like one day. But then to paint it, you have to let it yeah, dry yeah, in between. Yeah, sand
0: it and all that jazz. Yeah. So we'll see. And then he and then he'll even do weather damage on him, like like uh, you know where the engines are. He'll put a little bit of of black, like it's they've been the engines have been burning and so on and so forth. Wow. Yeah, my friend Brian, our friend Brian that we yeah. had on the show, him and Jamie. Who, by the way, are going to have a baby. We're very happy for and them. And we found out it's a baby boy. Oh, did we? Yeah. did we?
1: So oh, very... yeah. I think I mentioned that. I thought we need to try to find some, some... little mini jogging shoes, running shoes. <laughs> That's right. Because
0: our friends are triathletes. <laughs> yeah. And they're just amazing. So shout out to you, uh, Brian and Jamie. And uh, anyway, he had one of uh, his models done by Steve. Uh, a battle, uh, battle cruiser, a uh, Klingon battle cruiser, the Katang, Katang class, something like that. And we got to watch him build it. He did videos every day, Steve did, of the build, and it was really cool to watch. So that was pretty neato. Mm-hmm. So that's I got an early birthday present. How cool is that?
1: That is cool.
0: Yeah, I was pretty excited.
1: And that uh, you might not get your birthday present from me for a long time. <laughs> Why? Well, because what you want doesn't come out until after your birthday. Well, then
0: that could be a Christmas present. You give me something different for my birthday.
1: Oh. What do you think? Well, you told me that's what you really wanted for your birthday. Well, I can't have it for
0: my birthday. You know what I want.
1: I do. You want the second season uh-huh. of Star Trek Next Generation
0: Blu-ray. Thank you very much. With the 20 extra minutes of footage on Measure of Man and an interview with Dr. Pulaski. And speaking of that. Yeah. Other things that happened this week for me.
1: What happened?
0: I was interviewed on a podcast called the Ten Forward Podcast, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which is part of the TrekMate family.
1: Yeah.
0: And they interviewed me on what five episodes of Star Trek I would take with me on to a desert island if I was stranded on a desert island. Yeah. And so, if people want to listen to that, you can find it on Stitcher Radio. Okay. You can also find it on iTunes, and you can just go to uh, the TrekMate uh, podcast. Page, and you go over there and you just click on ten forward and you can listen. I think it's called Moyers World or something like that. And uh, anyway, so I talk all about that. And on top of that, I was interviewed on another podcast.
1: Hasn't it been like five interviews in the last month or something? Been... No,
0: just a couple. Um, yeah, and th- this one is called Technocratic with our good friends Tim from. Um, Oregon Uh and Dan from the UK and they do a really cool thing on technology and all that jazz. And they interviewed me all about the uh, progression of my tech over the years. Which
1: talking about the progression of your tech. And
0: you can find their podcast by searching for technocratic. It's on Mm -hmm. Stitcher. It's also on iTunes and you can, you can just look it up on the net and go right to their page and I'm on this week, so uh, go check out that, too. You Boy, you have enough Rick Moore, you'll be sick of me by the end of the week.
1: Okay. Now can I finish saying what I was going to say? Well, sure,
0: but I was trying to get that out of okay. the way.
1: Talking about your tech. My tech. Last week, we talked about possibly upgrading our computer system because you've had some crashes yeah. Our computer system's almost four years old, which is kinda ancient in computer terms when you're using it as much as you do. Yeah. Um so we've been investigating. We can use your guys' as prayers <laughs> because um it's it's a little bit frustrating. Not totally stressed out about it, but
0: I'm we, not gonna kind of get stressed out about. We, it. I just decided not. We
1: to. looked into leasing,
0: and we got a lease.
1: We got approved from, to do to a lease, lease
0: from Apple Computer. From
1: Apple, they said, "Hey, your credit's fine. You can we do a can lease. Do this." Yeah, but but I it, was
0: reading. Okay, so I was yeah. reading the contract for the lease. They wanted me to sign it electronically, and I would be mm-hmm. already having the equipment in my hands in the next couple of days. But one of the parts of the clause was that I had to have insurance to cover theft or damage to the equipment.
1: So you start calling around
0: So I thought our homeowners would would uh, take care of it. Well I call our homeowners insurance and no they don't take care of equipment like that
1: because it's under our business name not our personal name
0: Right And so in order for me to actually sign the lease and get the equipment, I have to have business insurance on my on the equipment at uh, liability insurance on the business. And uh, so looking into that, it's going to be a little more expensive than I thought. So we may be changing our plans. Yeah. I, I, w- I wish we could do it, but it's, it just puts us over the... I don't feel comfortable making that big of a Well, payment. I
1: think we talked about this last week. We had a certain number in our head uh-huh. that... We were comfortable with. And um, then
0: it even went up further than it, that one. And
1: even the lease was, more was than, almost than $20. Us. Well, $17 more yeah. than what number we were Which
0: comfortable is $17 bucks is not much, but.
1: But then you add, I think it was another $50 for insurance every month.
0: Yeah, and a couple of other things that would cost. So, yeah. anyway, it kind of put us out of what we felt comfortable with. So, we'll see. You know, maybe a miracle will happen and it'll all work out and we'll be able to get what we want. Or what I want for the studio. But in the meantime, I can still get the program that I want. And I can still hopefully figure out how to get a Mac Pro computer to put the program on that may be not as beefy as the one I wanted, but it'll still do the trick. And my friend Al, who does the podcast that we just advertised Mm -hmm. and does several other podcasts and does a great job, him and Joyce are awesome, Uh, he has a Mac and he said... That uh the program that I want to use would work fine on a uh, a less beefy system than I wanted, because he has the Mac and he loves it and it's working great. and he runs he can run that program really easy on his. So, so just pray for us that I figured out a good deal and find a good deal on a something that has enough RAM and enough hard drive space to be able to do what I want to do for the business. And I can start with that. And then as, as I uh, go up from there and the business picks up, well, then I can get the bigger system that I want. But I I just don't, you know, I don't, I think sometimes you have to be practical too. And, and uh, it's not that we couldn't do that. We could probably do it and sacrifice in some other areas, but I don't know. I just, I'm not feeling right of doing it that for that much. Does that make sense?
1: It totally makes sense.
0: <laughs> well, for you, you wouldn't spend anything. So
1: no, I I think you now this do is the difference between to. you and me.
0: I I like to spend, 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 and Amy likes to don't spend, don't spend, don't spend.
1: Well, yeah. Unless
0: of course it's on gardening.
1: Yeah, I like or to spend iPods. on gardening. Well,
0: uh huh. Don't don't say well.
1: Well, you mentioned I should get an upgrade, and I said no. That's two hundred dollars that I don't need to spend right now because mine's still Then I'll working. take
0: your upgrade and I'll spend the $200. But
1: I, yours is even newer than mine, so I don't think you need to upgrade right now either. Of course
0: you don't. You don't, of course, think that at all because it's not yours.
1: Well, you have other things that you hardly are ever away from home that you need an iPod, iPhone. iPhone 5. 5. 5. Four. 5.
0: Count of 5.
1: Yeah. You really don't need an iPhone. Okay, I don't need one. Yeah. Can I want one? You can want one, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to say. How does it feel
0: to want, honey?
1: I'm not going to say that. Hey, have a green light to go spend two hundred dollars on one when we don't need it. <sighs> do
0: you? Do you? If you're married, or or you are, have a significant other, do you have these discussions like we do? Because I'm curious.
1: I think a lot of couples have differences of opinion on how to spend finances yeah. Or, yeah.
0: Well, or, at least you're in agreement with me getting a new computer system so that we don't have crashes all the time. Well, That's
1: good. Yeah, I mean just this last week you had a video project you <sighs> were doing for somebody and you bummer. had hours into it and it crashed and you had to I wrote a kids song.
0: I wrote a kids song for a, for a a client. Mm-hmm. And it turned out really cool and you guys sang on it with me.
1: Yeah. Of course, we
0: ended up not using that version. Did you know that?
1: Well, good. Why? Because I didn't like my singing on it.
0: Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding.
1: I thought it was great. Well.
0: Let's okay. Let's let people hear just a little bit of it, okay?
1: You could you could show him a little bit of the one you didn't sell him because you ended up selling him one, right?
0: I did. Here's here's what it sounds like. Like clapping. I'll say it again. hello, hello, how are you? It's time to have some fun all together,
3: hey. laugh and play in any type of weather. Hey. Hey.
0: So there you go. That's just a little sample and of that. And
1: that was the first version, right? Yeah. But then you didn't sell him that one. You sold him one without saying, I'm fine. It's well, fine. okay,
0: so it's for a company that does really super simple songs. And I, I guess I overcomplicated it. And so I had to take out all the fun things that I thought made this song awesome. But, uh, you know, that's how you do when you work for different companies and stuff. You just do different things. And that's what I did.
1: It's for an educational... Website. Yeah,
0: so. and then I and then for an exercise program for kids, I did another song with the neighbor kids. I'll play a little bit of that.
2: Take your little hands and go wave, 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 wave. Take your little hands and go wave, 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 wave your little hands. Take your little and go stretch,
0: stretch, 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 stretch. stretch. is that
1: fun? Very good. Yeah,
0: I write those on my iPad. Mm -hmm. And when I get the new system, I'll write them on the iPad, transfer them to the new system, and then add different orchestration than I have on my iPad Mm -hmm. and do some cool stuff. And then I brought the – I paid the neighbor kids to come in and have – and sing.
1: Plus Catherine.
0: But they're not really employees. They they just got – they just happened to get some money when they walked out. (laughs) Yeah. I can't have – I can't have employees. Well, we're not
1: set up for employees, but – you know, we pay the little neighbor boy to mow the lawn sometimes, and right. we pay. Them you know how the that goes, yeah. Do so. little songs, singing. So that was parts.
0: quite quite fun, actually. So I had a, I had just uh, I did I didn't have a huge amount of work last week, but I did at least have a couple of kids' jobs to do, and that was fun. So, so anyway, that's kind of what my week involved it was: uh, some artwork and some websites and.
1: And you have and to finish songs. this next week, finish your art projects so that you can hang them up at the college library.
0: Yeah, but the biggest thing that I did this last week was mm-hmm. I went to your home church that you grew up in, and mm-hmm. I did a message for them. Yeah. And I'm going to play that in a little bit for everybody, and you can enjoy it. So what was your week like, my dear O?
1: Well, besides work... um, we have been slowly transitioning our house into getting my house back, and what I'll do probably be—I'll probably be working on that a little bit more this weekend. Well, uh-huh. your art projects and recording projects and yeah. mus- everything had started to take over the house, so I had your art supplies all over the kitchen, recording stuff. Um, like duplicating stuff all over the breakfast bar, stuff on the dining room table. Do you guys all have problems with this too? Room. Does
0: does your hobbies and business? Well, I guess not everybody has their business in their house. Home. So, but does it start overtaking your house? So and how do you, how does your spouse handle that?
1: After after it, just about driving me crazy and not wanting to really be here very much because I didn't. I was claustrophobic. Yeah. No, not. Not like I'm at the Grand Canyon. Sorry. Claustrophobic. Um, <clears throat> I finally convinced you that it would be nice to actually be able to sit down in the living room and On our relax. broken recliner? Not both of them are broken. What a nice
0: broken recliner. We
1: now. have two recliners. Time to but, blow that up. But only one of them is broken. The other one works really well. So... And we have a, a decent couch, yes. They I bought let's them not describe all of our
0: furniture. What now but, explain what you're trying to say here. So
1: so we're slowly no getting fence. we got rid of the sectional that was in the family room slash um, music studio room. And this room that we're recording in right now will become the whole room will become your um work area
0: 112 square feet
1: um well no it's more than that
0: well we uh measured it
1: yeah it's it's a little bit bigger than that like 200 square feet something like that okay um maybe a little bit bigger than that it's 13 by 19 do the math so so we we're slowly getting this room set up. So we're setting up a, a recording station for duplicating station and then you have of course your your recording area for podcasts and music. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to also make a um, we have to build something for you to be working on your your photography art stuff. And so it's a it's a process we're not done yet, but I'm slowly reclaiming my living area so that we can actually live in it. All right. So, that's, you know, That's what you did this week. That's what I'm continuing to do probably for the next couple of weeks. Maybe by my birthday I will be happy about the my main living part of my house again. Right. That'd be good. And we need to organize your room. Okay. Still yeah. But we need to get a few little organizational kind of things. Maybe I might have bins. to move
0: my collectible shelf.
1: Well, it depends if you get new monitors or not. If you get new monitors, he'll have to move his collectible shelf. Yeah. Maybe. Depends how big they are.
0: Yep. That yeah. does. That does. Yeah. So that sounds like an exciting week. Boy, I'm sure everybody's thrilled. Yeah. About hearing about our furniture moving.
1: Yeah. You know, I think... There's going to be some people that can relate to the frustration of living in a small house with a creative person. Well, I
0: don't mind you calling me creative, but it does kind of sound like you think I'm messy.
1: Well, like you're that too, but I was being nice. Hmm. Yeah, I can be messy too, but yeah, yes. yes, you can. The difference is, is I do eventually clean up my messes, and I don't care, and you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That's how it is. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. All right.
0: So. Fantastic. So um, we should take a break, and we'll come back uh, and introduce our subject for the day. All right. Stick around, everybody.
4: Make it so. Hi, we're the TrekMate Podcast. Join us each week for the latest Star Trek news, in-depth discussions,
0: and some pretty cool guests. And as you will soon find out, we're a podcast that loves to play games. So join us each week for trivia and competitions galore, where you'll be able to win real prizes. Find us at trekmates.org.uk or on iTunes, Stitcher, and where all cool podcasts are available.
2: Program
4: complete. Enter when ready.
0: I am just so excited to know the folks at TrekMate. They, they are so cool, and I've been working with them now for how many months a lot a long time and i'm just so thrilled for them they got to be the official bloggers for star trek london and yeah. so i've been i've been living vicariously through them through their tweets today and mm-hmm. and yesterday because they're at Star Trek London meeting all the people from Star Trek. I know. I, I bet so you really
1: would... wish you were there. Oh, my
0: gosh. Yeah. They should have me, you know, I should have opened up for all these stars and sang some of my Star Trek parodies. They would have loved it. Yeah. But anyway, it's been really fun to to read their tweets and their, and read their blog over at the, uh, TrekMate. And it's just, it's I think it's Trekmate.org. UK I think that's how you get to their site if not just type in trekmate in um, in Google and you'll find their podcasts and their blogging site but the 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 London the whole Star Trek London thing has just been awesome they've written great articles they've brought great pictures and video to the to the table excellent stuff and Wayne you and your team do just an awesome job with the Trekmate podcast and and all of its others, like uh, previously in the Alpha Quadrant, and, and uh, I Ten Forward, and uh, gosh, I just could go on and on and on. There's tons of different offshoots from it, but it's really cool.
1: Very cool.
0: So, yeah, they're having a great time.
1: I think if we ever get to go to London, it's going to be a very expensive trip because... Um,
0: we'll have so many friends there. Maybe we can just call it, we can do a, our mini convention.
1: A mini convention, yeah. And, and then I, we'll all get I have a lot of places I'd like to see. And of course, if there's a Star Trek conference kind of thing, that would be a priority for you. So
0: I think my friends are a bigger priority, but I'd sure like to yeah. meet all my cool friends from the UK. I've yeah. got lots of them, well, lots and lots and lots of them. Okay, so so I just thought I would mention that, that I'm very impressed. And my friend Colin, who Mm. does Trek News and Views, yeah, he is also at Star Trek London, and I've been looking at all his tweets, and he's been posting pictures, and it's just awesome.
2: Very cool. So,
0: Colin, you rock, buddy. Everybody rocks that's over there right now. I'm sure they're having a great time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're having a good time. We got to hear a little interview that they did with Jonathan Frakes, Frakes. I would say his name wrong.
0: Yeah. yeah, you think he's a hot dog, so it's Franks.
1: <laughs> I was, there's, there's certain names I have a hard time Taylor
0: with. Taylor and Tyler. Yeah. Franks and Frakes. Yeah. Any other ones? Bag and beg.
1: Uh, we won't talk about that. So, <laughs> so why don't we introduce? I've got our my subject. own little quirks, you know. Yes, we all have quirks. So our subject. Quirky. today is I'm a quirky guy. Is where What are my quirks? Um popping your nose is a big one that like this? really Ready? irritates Ready? me. Yes, please don't. Yeah. And then shaking your your knee.
0: Shake my knee.
1: So that like it makes everything else shake and squeak. And I'm going like, please stop. <laughs> shaking <laughs> please and stop. a squeaking. So talking a- any about any other
0: weird things that I do that you don't like? That <laughs> um, I need to know about?
1: I don't know. I don't know if I want to go so, there. So those are so, a couple of the biggest ones. We're introducing our subjects. Okay, today. go ahead.
0: You're you're doing a great um, job so far.
1: The the church that Rick and I got married in was also the church that I grew up in. I the first
0: Baptist church? First Baptist church in Raymond, Raymond Washington. I thought
1: it was ironic because wow. it was the only Baptist church in Raymond. So I'm not sure why we had to have the name first in there. I
0: think that's the title of the denomination.
1: Uh, no, because it's considered American Baptist denomination. All right. As opposed to Do you, Okay, so Baptist if a, if another Baptist
0: church came in, would they be called the Second Baptist Church of Raymond?
1: I have no idea.
0: I've never heard that before.
1: Yeah. Well, I know that there's We're from like from the third church of the Holy Hand Grenade? There's like a couple Southern Baptist Churches in in Aberdeen.
2: Hallelujah.
1: Um and there's also American Baptist and like a,
0: As opposed to another, Un-American Baptist or
1: Well, yeah, there's another Baptist church In Hoquiam. Not anymore, I don't think. Yeah. Are they still there? Well, they just built a brand new church. Oh, Emmanuel Baptist. And I can't remember which denomination they are in, but they're in Northwest Baptist Convention or something. I can't remember. But I think it's the same convention that's the big church in Olympia. There's a Baptist church there, too. So, what was I saying? What would I name a church if
0: I could? Let me see. First church of the Luke Skywalker X-Wing.
1: So I'm just ignoring you. Um, Last Sunday. um, The Pentecostal
0: Picard Church.
1: You spoke at my home church. Make it so. And I was going to say something nice about how you're my favorite preacher. But I'm not sure you're being <laughs> really weird
0: now. What do you mean, really weird?
1: <laughs> but I enjoyed listening to you, and there's, there's, it was so cute. Afterwards, I, I heard two different guys tell you that, that you were their favorite preacher ever. Which was very kind of them. That was really sweet. And you're my nice. favorite preacher.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: You are. I, I don't like, believe you. I always like listening to you speak.
0: Well, my theory is this. Don't put them to sleep. Don't make it boring because I want it to be something that I would enjoy listening to. Yeah. And so, therefore, if I do a wedding or a funeral or a memorial or a dedication or a, a sermon or a message, I always try to keep it interesting and fun mm-hmm. because that's what I would want. That and I just really think that if we're going to be talking about the God of the universe, it should probably be more creative and More, you know, towards what he would want. You know what I
1: mean? Well, you know, I think about when Jesus.
0: You don't want people falling asleep on it.
1: When Jesus um, spoke to people, he often told stories and, you know, parables and stuff, which are basically stories that have a, you know. A moral
0: message, yeah. yeah.
1: And, you know, and he, he kept people interested that way. Yes, he did. You know, of course, healing the sick and. And raising the dead, things like that made it pretty exciting too, probably. But you have, you know, that's not real common today. But yeah. Jesus did a lot of that.
0: Well, I I just have never enjoyed ever since I walked into the church world and kind of looked around. I've never liked the talking head syndrome, and, blah, 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 you know, blah, blah, well, yeah, that blah, blah. by that I mean, you know, you you turn on TV and you a lot of Christian TV is like a preacher or personality you know speaking at the screen and that although that's okay i guess it's just not well yeah it's a little bit boring and it can be i don't know i don't know i think there's way more to communications than just blabbing on and on and on you know yeah i think there's a whole lot more you can be really a lot more effective than that and you can use all sorts of different tools, and and again too, I I get tired of the slick salesman type of people too that are trying to sell Jesus to me. Well, and I would rather have, I would rather have a um, someone be genuine and real with what they say. And what, so that's what I. What's try to do. sad
1: though is that um, you did this really awesome PowerPoint to go along with this message, and what's people sad about who that? are listening to it. Won't get to see the cool PowerPoint.
0: Oh, PowerPoint. That's so old. That's so yesterday.
1: But you had your own pictures, your macro photography on it. It was really cool.
0: Yeah, okay. All I did is use a template from the PowerPoint thing and add my pictures.
1: It worked. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't know how to do that, so I'm impressed easily.
0: (laughs) Well, then I'll just, for now on, for presents, I'll just make you PowerPoint presentations.
1: I actually. Here you go, dear. I actually did. You did that one year for me.
0: It was kind of cool.
1: I I did this. And they got mad at
0: me because I didn't take enough time on it.
1: Yeah, because I took a long time to figure out what I'd want to say. And I had my our oldest son, like, put pictures and words and stuff. It was like, um, was it a quiz or something about 25 years of marriage? Something like that. And you're supposed to, I had a little hint, and you're supposed to guess the memory. Mm Mm-hmm. And you went through in about thirty seconds. I'm going. I took like weeks thinking all this up and then <laughs> getting it all ready for you. And You got done in 30 Oh. Stop seconds. Stop it!
0: It wasn't that bad. So wasn't that bad? I okay, thought, so we introduced I this so be we a, can a
1: point where we sit and talk for hours. We did. Uh, so okay. And then so we went to Walmart. because That's what
0: old people do when they celebrate birthdays their and anniversaries. 25th wedding anniversary. They go, to, go Walmart. to Walmart.
1: Well, look, honey.
2: Introducing. We got some new
1: cat food in over here. Woohoo. Introducing One this. What if a cats are like this? Fifi. This is a <laughs> a talk that Rick gave. A talk that I gave. A a sermonette. A sermon.
0: A sermonette?
1: A sermon. At Raymond First Baptist in Raymond, Washington, (laughs) in on October fourteenth, two thousand twelve. So enjoy.
0: (laughs) Okay, we'll be back as soon as it's over to say goodbye and play a cool song for you. So stick around. Good morning, everybody. It was 26 and a half years ago that I stood in this very spot right here, and I married my wife, Amy. Everybody say hi to Amy. Hi, Amy. And I stole her from you guys. I'm so sorry, but uh, she's mine. Actually, uh, it was the best decision of my life besides serving Christ that I ever made. I get all emotional when I start talking about it, so I won't talk about it anymore. All I'll say is that uh, the the Bale family, quality people, and I'm so glad to be part of their family. Uh, It's wonderful. And to see all the great things that God does through them is is amazing. But I was so honored and privileged to be able to be asked to come and share with, well, basically, Amy's home church. And as it was pointed out to by Pastor Clark... Who married us? Well, it's yours too. I mean, you did get married there. So I'm just so privileged and honored to be here this morning. And I hope that uh, what is said today will encourage you, will challenge you, and will open your heart to what maybe God might want to do in you today. So with that in mind, everybody ready? Let's pray. Father, thank you for all the great things that you do in our hearts and in our lives. Thank you for family, thank you for friends, thank you for fellow believers. Thank you for this community that we can come together and and really have you in common. Thank you for all that you're doing in our hearts. Would you open our heart today to what you want to say, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well... We're going to be in chapter 3 of John today, one of my favorite chapters besides Romans chapter 10, which we'll be in next week. And we're going to start, I I titled this sermon, Nick at Night. Now some of you will get that, some of you won't, but uh, it really has to do with a guy named Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee, and we're going to talk about him and how he came to Jesus and asked a few questions. So if you would, I'm I'm going to read from the Message Bible just because it's a little more conversational. And let's let's read in John chapter 3, starting in verse 1. It says, there was a man of the Pharisee sect, Nicodemus, a prominent leader among the Jews. Late one night, he visited Jesus and said, Rabbi, we all know you're a teacher straight from God. No one could do all the God-pointing, God-revealing acts you do if God weren't in on it. Jesus said, You're absolutely right. Take it from me. Unless a person is born from above, and some translations will say born again, it's not possible to see what I'm pointing to, to God's kingdom. How can anyone, said Nicodemus, be born who has already been born and grown up? You can't re enter into your mother's womb to be born again. What are you saying with this born from above talk? Jesus said, you're not listening. Let me say it again. Unless a person submits to this original creation, the wind hovering over the water creation, the invisible moving the visible, a baptism into a new life, it's not possible to enter God's kingdom. When you look at a baby, it's just that, a body you can look at and touch. But the person who takes shape within is formed by something you can't see and touch, the spirit, and becomes A living spirit. So don't be surprised when I tell you you have to be born from above, out of this world, so to speak. You know well enough how the wind blows this way and that. You hear it rustling through the trees, but you have no idea where it comes from or where it's headed next. That's the way it is with everyone born from above by the wind of God, the Spirit of God. Now, for just a moment, take off your theological hats And look at this from a practical standpoint. Here's Nicodemus, a Pharisee. A Pharisee. You have to understand that the Pharisees were religious folk. They were the the scholars and the, the, the people that had... They had a corner on the market when it came to religious things. A Pharisee. Very dignified. And if you'll notice something about this story... It's not that Nicodemus walks up to him on the street in broad daylight and says, Yo, Jesus, let's talk. It's nighttime. Okay? They didn't, you know They weren't sitting around at night watching TV. They didn't have that. When it got dark, they went to bed. Of, that's just how it went in that culture. But here is Nicodemus going out after hours, I suppose, because he really didn't want anybody else to know or his other Pharisee friends, to know that he was going to go talk to this guy that was shaking things up. And so he goes to him at night and asks him a very interesting question. And Jesus, I love how he always answers, he answers, basically he answers with a challenge. And he makes Nicodemus really think See, Nicodemus was a well-established religious man, a Pharisee. He snuck out to talk to Jesus because he was curious to know Jesus better. Now, this is going to be interesting because I'm going to share my story today on my little quest to find who Jesus was. It's very similar to Nicodemus. See, in order to know Jesus more, we need to move out of being religious And concentrate more on our relationship with Him. Now let me explain what that means. Because some people can get upset. They can go, well I'm a religious person. And and I'm using religious in in a bad connotation here. So let me explain what I mean. There are people that will go through the motions or go through the rules and the regulations. But do not know God at all. And that's a person who's religious. Trying to work their way up to God through all the great things that they do. But in Christianity, the God we serve did everything for us. The only reason we do good things is because we love Him and we're thankful to Him. There's a difference between trying to be accepted or already being accepted and then loving. Now, when I married my wife here in the Baptist church and said, I do, and then smiled and everybody laughed because I had some cheesy smile, I walked down the aisle. If I would have never talked to her again, how long do you think we would have stayed married? See, just saying I do at the altar really doesn't do anything. It's what you do after you say I do. And you know what? 26 and a half years later, we've had our ups and downs, but we've communicated well. And as a result of it, we have three wonderful children. We've had a crazy life. It's never boring. But we have a relationship. How many people come to church on a special time? Maybe, maybe you're here today. And, and you're listening and everything. And you, you may say, oh, I do to Jesus, but what's going on? You walk out and you never talk to him again. And that's not relationship, that's religion. And so now you can understand a little bit more of what I'm saying here. So at first, we may be kind of cautious in this whole Jesus thing, in this relationship stuff. But as we get closer, we start to understand God better. See, when I grew up, The only time we ever heard Jesus' name was when my dad stubbed his toe. And then we heard it loudly. Every once in a while as I grew up, I remember once in a while my sister and my my mother would go to church on a holiday. Um, I did not know that Easter was all about the resurrection of Christ. I thought it was Easter bunnies and M&M's. And I liked the M&M's a lot. I did not know that Christmas was all about Jesus until the nativity scene went up and I had to ask a lot of questions about it. What is that? I thought it was Santa Claus all the way. So it was a real different experience for me to hear people talk about a relationship with Christ because Jesus was simply a cuss word. What I found is that a lot of people will get really busy with life. We just get busy with raising our kids or doing our job or or watching our TV programs or whatever. We just get caught up in life and as a result of it, Sometimes we're so busy with life and our own desires that we miss the very things that we were created to do. And that was me. I was so busy. I was, so, I was having a good time with life. Had friends. And, you know, we were doing music and doing all sorts of fun things. But really, I was missing out on all the things that God had created me to do. Now, I was using my gifts and my talents, all right. But I wasn't using them for him. I was doing it for myself. And a lot of us are in that situation sometime in our life. So Nicodemus, I'm sure, was a really good Pharisee. I bet he was awesome. But he wasn't where God wanted him to be. He was religious. He wasn't a man with a relationship. And we can be that way too. Well, finally, what happened in my life, my senior year in high school, my best friend, who was the the football star at the school said I was arrogant and said he didn't want to be my friend anymore. My girlfriend told me I was an arrogant jerk and broke up with me. And then I graduated from high school and started college, and I went right back to the bottom of the heap. I was on top of the world, the senior. you got honors and scholarships and all these great things. That was awesome until fall. And then I had to be one of the little freshmen at college, and all of a sudden I had to actually study. That was not very fun you can get by in high school but you get into you get into college that's a whole different story and not to mention i had to pay for that i don't like that very much but it was all new it was all different and and i really i came to an end of myself have you ever come to an end of yourself where just everything just kind of kind of piles down on top of you and you go what is life supposed to be all about and there's something about being at the bottom that is kind of Well, it forces you to look up. There's nowhere else you can look when you hit the bottom. And I hit the bottom in a lot of ways. I don't have time to tell you all the crazy things that happened to me. But let's just say it wasn't good. But coming to an end of ourselves isn't necessarily a bad thing. In fact, it's the only only place to look when you're at the bottom of the barrel is up. And what you see up there gives you some hope. So I started searching. Now, I was, my god was rock and roll. I listened to lots of rock and roll bands. I had everything you could think of. The heavier, the better. In fact, I had a Ford Pinto uh, hatchback with wood paneling on the side. Now, that was a beauty of a car. In it, though, was something innovative. A cassette player that was hooked up to a huge amplifier that when I played it, the windows bowed, or bowed in and out. Now, back then, you've got to understand, I'm old. So back then, that was really different. I mean, you see it all the time today. You know, you pull up to the stoplight, and all of a sudden, your car starts to shake, and you look over, and the kid's like, I can't hear, but I love it. You know? But that was me back then. And I listened to all sorts of rock and roll. I was really heavy into it. The more dark, the better for me. I don't know why, but I do know now, because I was spiritual. I just wasn't on the right track. Well, anyway... I started searching, so I started getting into all sorts of different music, and I had a girlfriend who was a Christian, and she talked a little bit about God and stuff, and she finally handed me some cassette tapes. This is how old I am. Cassette tapes, you know those things? hmm I told my kids about vinyl records, and they didn't have any idea what that big disc was with a little hole in it. Yeah, they didn't. Anyway, I had cassette tapes of Christian rock music, and yeah, I know some people go, that rock music's out the devil, I don't care if it's Christian or not. Well. This got my attention. And I listened to it. Because I liked music. And I was like, well, this is different. Hmm. I wasn't close to it. I was a little open to it. But as time went on, I was still pretty selfish. So I started searching around. And then one day, don't ask me why this happened. I think it was God just grabbing a hold of me. One day, I got up early on a Sunday morning. And I decided to drive all the way in from the East Wim Road. I lived eight miles out. Got into my... I, I got up, I put a pair of slacks on, a shirt and a tie, because I'd never gone to church, really, except a couple of times to Sunday school with a friend. And so I put, put my slacks in my... T- I snuck out of the house. I didn't want my parents to know where I was going. It was bad when you had to sneak to church. And I got into my Pinto, and I put in Black Sabbath. No kidding. And I drove to town. <laughs> Pulled up to the church. I imagine they were like, oh, no. <laughs> But I was there really early. I didn't know what time it started, so I got there really early and found that you know, the, the person that comes in and starts the coffee, they were there. And I, I sat inside the kitchen, and I didn't drink coffee at the time, and so I was sitting there talking to this guy and thinking, what am I doing here? Finally, it was time for church to start, and I went through the front door because I figured I should do the whole experience. You know? So I walk in, and all these people, it, I was like fresh meat or something. <laughs> Because I guess I was the only new person they'd had in years. I don't know. But they flocked to me. All these people flocked to me. Oh, how are you? Hi, welcome. You know, I was very friendly. I liked it. And I sat, I sat down. And then, I don't know what it is about church, but the, you sat down, you stood up, you sat down, you read out of the bulletin, you sat up, you sat down. It was like, <laughs> just follow instructions, Rick. You'll get out of here alive. <laughs> Finally, the, the, the choir sings and everything, and I'm like, Oh, wow, this is not Black Sabbath, I can tell you that. And, and the pastor got up in a big robe. And it, This is a Presbyterian church. And the pastor got up in his big robe, and he was such a nice man. And he, he talked a little bit, and I was like, but there was this weird feeling I got from it. I loved it. There was something about it. I thought, this is cool. This is cool. Even though if, if my friends would have known, I would have been so embarrassed. But this was cool. There was something about it. And I don't know what it was, but that religious thing inside of me said, I should do this more often. So I got up to leave, and they were like, "Gonna hey, come back next week? Because there's some unwritten law that says you better come back next week. So I said, sure, I'll come back next week, thinking, oh, no, I don't, should I do that? I did. And I went back, and I went back, and I went back, and I went back, and I went back. And, I went back. and, and finally, I had to tell my parents what was going on. They asked me, what are you doing? Where are you going on Sunday morning? Oh, I'm going to church. And then I waited for the hammer to drop. My mom goes, well, that's nice, honey. Oh, man. Here, I thought I was going to get in trouble for going to church. They, they didn't mind. Well, anyway, I'll never forget the day that uh, the pastor calls me on the phone. And he says to me, Rick, you, you are such a, a breath of life in our church. And we're so grateful for you coming every Sunday. We'd like to know if you'd like to join the church. And once you've joined, could you lead our youth group I said, no, nah, I don't think I can do that. He goes, I'll give you $25 a week. I went, I'm there. <laughs> I could buy more Black Sabbath homes that way. So I joined the church. Uh, but here's how you joined the church. You had to go to classes. Classes? In a church? Come on. Well, I went, I went to the classes. And what we did is we read through the book of Matthew. And here was the interesting thing. Pastor Postma, that was his name, Postma. He said to me, he said, um, what I'd like you to do is read through Matthew, uh, X amount of chapters a week, and then write down on a legal pad questions, and then bring them to my study on Sunday morning, and we're going to meet with a couple, three other people that are going through this class, and we'll talk about it. I'm just going to tell you right now, if if you've never actually read the Bible with questions in your head, you need to do it. Because I had always taken everybody else's word for what the Bible said. I never read it for myself. And I was was amazed at all the cool things it said. And now that I look back, I can see on on my notes here, I said, uh, we all can look back and see how God started to draw us. It didn't happen overnight. Even though I'm going to share next week the huge night that changed my life, there were certain things that led up to that night. And if you think about your own relationship with God, there's certain things that lead up to it. And maybe you don't have a relationship with God, but now that I'm talking, you're going, oh, that's right. The other day, that one thing happened. Oh my goodness, so-and-so was talking to me and my heart was pounding. I know what's going on. Because God's got our number, folks. <laughs> he knows our number, even our cell number. And he's texted us a long time ago. And I think that seeds are always being planted in our lives. They're always being planted. And I'll never forget sitting in Pastor Postma's office and asking questions and him looking at me like, What have I done? <laughs> because I asked all the big ones. I mean, I was like, Demons? There's demons? What are the demons? What's this thing? I thought that was just like in the Exorcist movie or something. What's this? People throwing themselves in fires? What? Healing? What? I asked all the questions, and he just sat there and wrote them down and went, uh, and he would try to answer them, and then he'd have answers the next week for me. I think he got more out of the study than I did, but it was really cool. I learned so much in that period of time. Then I joined the church. There I was. Got the certificate and everything, and then they asked me to give money every month. I thought that was different. Gosh. Gosh. And, and I didn't know if I liked that very much, but uh, I was getting paid $25 a week, so that was okay. And so I started the youth group, and we started to grow, and I was a little bit crazy. You know, that's just how it is. And I'll never forget, um, one night I was in the office at the church working on preparation for a, a Sunday youth group, and uh, there was a knock on the door. So I went and unlocked the door. This is an old church. It's not even around anymore. They tore it down. But I used to sit out and play the grand piano in the middle of the sanctuary, freezing cold in that place. Wow. They had to put a light bulb inside the piano so it stayed in tune. That's how cold it was. And I would sit out there, put my coat on, and go out and play the piano and just enjoy playing and stuff. And I was sitting in the office working on some paperwork, and all of a sudden there was a knock, and I went and opened the door, and here was one of my youth group kids. It was a a little guy, and he looked like something was wrong. So I said, "What's wrong?" And he goes, "I gotta talk to you. I gotta talk to you, Rick." So we went in my office and sat down. And he, uh, with tears in his eyes, he told me, "My my dad and mom are getting a divorce. I don't know what to do." And I just I sat there and I went inside. I went, "I don't know what to do." I didn't know God. I was just going through the. I was religious, but I had no relationship with Christ. So for me to comfort him, I had no idea what he was going through. My parents were still together. I'd never gone through anything like that. What am I supposed to do? There's this kid that's in need, and I can't help him. And then I tried to fake my way through it. But how many people know when you get in a situation like that, you don't fake your way through? That kid needed help, and he needed it right now. Uh, So all I could do is I gave him a hug, which is something you can't do anymore, but I could then. Uh, I gave him a hug. We sat down. And I just let him talk. Come to find out, that's probably helped him a lot. <laughs> but he he talked a bunch of stuff, and then I just said, Well, I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to help you, but I'm here if you need me. And he got up and he left, and he came back a few times, but it was really tough. So then I, I went to the pastor later that week and I said, I don't know what to do. These kids are asking me questions, I don't know what to do. Is there some kind of training or something I need? You know, he goes, Well, we can get you some training and and he was but I realized as I'm talking to him, he realized that I wasn't really in a spiritual position to be doing what I was doing. But that was all gonna change. So they still kept me on, but I didn't really know what I was doing. And I remember one time I was sitting in my office, the phone rang. And it was a lady from the Puyallup YMCA. And did you know that the YMCA used to be a very Christian organization? Not saying they aren't now, but they aren't really now, (laughs) if that makes sense. Not like they were. I mean, it was like very Christian. Like they they taught Bible studies and stuff at it. I mean, they don't do that anymore. But they did. And I'll never forget, she calls up and she says, Rick, uh, I hear you're a youth leader there at the Presbyterian Church. We're having a concert for the kids in, in Tacoma, coming up, and we'd like you to bring your kids to it. Can I, how many tickets can I put you down for? And I said, I don't know. She goes, uh, we're going to have a rock band. I went, okay, how much are the tickets? Because <laughs> if we had a certain amount, I found out I got one for free. <laughs> so I said, rock and roll, I am there. So I told all the kids, we got this great thing coming up. you know. And I told them, we're going to a concert. And little did I know, here, I was all excited about this concert, but you know what? That phone call was from God. Even though it was a lady on the other end of the phone that I came to know and thought she was really cool for doing these kind of things, it was God calling me on the phone. Because, you see, God knows exactly what makes us tick on the inside. He knows exactly what you love and care about. And He knows you. And so He uses things in our life that we love to draw us to him. And what happened is I said, we're going to this thing. We raised the money. We rented a van from Whitney's in Montecino. I had to get a chaperone to drive the van because I was too young. And we all met at the Presbyterian church and we, we had there was Twinkies and Pepsi and you name it. And we got in To the van, one of them had brought their little stereo, you know, the the boom boxes back then. We called them ghetto blasters, yeah. And he put a cassette of a band called Twisted Sister in. (laughs) We're not going to take it. No, we're not going to take it. And we listened to that all the way up to the concert in a Christian youth group. (laughs) I'm not proud of that now, but uh, at the time I thought it was cool. See, when you decide to seek God, (laughs) God will find you in the oddest places. But I'm not going to tell you what happened. You have to come back next week. (laughs) And I'm telling you, you want to come back because this is the craziest story. And it changed my entire life. It changed my career. It changed everything about me, this encounter that I had. And it was a crazy situation. So, you have to come back next week to hear the conclusion. Next week I'm going to cover taking 12 screaming teenagers in a van to Tacoma for a concert. How I married a Raymondite. Became a minister. Then started a business to support my podcasting habit. Uh, about sharing Christ. So, same bat channel, same bat time. Next week I'll see you here. Now, what I want to do this morning, right as we're ending, I'd like to sing a quick song. Um, I had a couple of different ones that I wanted to sing, but I thought this one would be appropriate this morning. So can I sing you a song and then we'll we'll be done? Okay. (laughs) I'm going to sing We're Not Going to Take It by Twisted Sister. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just joking. (laughs) That would cause something, wouldn't it? I might not be coming back next week. How many are grateful that God drew you to Him? Yeah, it's awesome. You might know this song.
2: Amazing grace How sweet
0: you, Lord, for all that you do in our hearts and our lives. If there's anyone here that you are feeling like God is drawing you right now, you know, you may have come to church for years, but going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going into McDonald's makes you a McNugget. Seriously. And you may have gone through the motions, but today maybe you're realizing, I think God has something better for me. He has a great plan for me. If you need him today, he's only a prayer away. And Lord, I remember what I prayed. I said, Jesus, come into my heart and forgive me of my sins. I believe you died on the cross for me and you rose again. And from this day forward, I'm going to live for you. And my whole life changed. So thank you, Lord, that, that each and every person here can do that. And those of us that have already said that prayer and already given our hearts to you, God, would you help us to continue to share our story with those around us, we pray. In Jesus' name,
2: amen.
0: Thank you, everybody. Now I've got to come back next week see what
2: happens.
0: Well, there you go. A little bit of a different style for me to, um, I usually just kind of share like this now, but for years I preached a sermon every single week.
1: Sometimes many.
0: Yeah, sometimes yeah. 2 or 3 depending on the yeah. on the crazy week it was.
1: Yeah. So
0: So what do you think did you like that?
1: Yeah, I really liked your talking and it just seemed like I like you kind of shine when you're talking in front of a group of of people. Well,
0: uh, that's that's short for you're a ham, Rick.
1: Well, a little bit, yeah, but you know, yeah. I think it's kind I smell of ham cooking. one of your natural giftings. Now me, if I get in front of a group of people, I kind of shake and get really nervous and I don't do very well, but you do really great.
0: Well, thanks dear. That's nice of you to say. Well, you're going to have to listen for next week because uh, if all goes well then you'll hear the second part of that message on what happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. So yeah. there you go. That was fun. Yeah. And we already prayed on the actual sermon part of it there. So we don't really need to to pray again other than uh, we just would ask the Lord to bless everybody listening and help them this week. And, uh, yeah, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else, my dear?
1: Not really. So you guys are kind of having a little shorter podcast this no, week.
2: No,
0: they're not. They're not? No, 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 no. I'm playing a song.
1: Oh, okay. To go out. Gonna go out.
0: We're going to go out with a song. What song are you playing? I'm going to play a song by Daryl Mansfield called He Has Overcome.
1: Oh, good song.
0: Or I could play the Bible study one. I don't know which. Which should I do?
1: I I haven't heard He's Overcome in a while. I like that song.
0: All right. Then I'll play a song by Daryl Mansfield called He Is Overcome. There will be a few prod, pod podcast Those are ones where they really make sure you listen to them. They prod you into it. No, there'll be a few podcast promos after the song, but other than that, we're going to be done. So why don't you give the little spiel, my dear?
1: Okay. This has been a Moira Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved. Thank you, dear. You're welcome, dear.
0: Hey, everybody, have a great week. We'll see you next time. This is He Is Overcome by the Daryl Mansfield Band right here on the Take Him With You podcast. Blessings. See ya. Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command and Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and autoexec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay and technology of the games of the time, but more importantly we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcasp.com, or find it on iTunes. taking with you a podcast full of nostalgia and advice well we do nostalgia in the form of talking about classic television programs and films from around the world so if that's your cup of tea or coffee then why don't you come and listen to us we're called waffle on podcast and you can find us at itunes stitcher radio or on our main website which is waffleon.podbean.com and we would be honored if you'd join us
4: Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee. Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the gamma quadrant golf clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your Anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Just one one-hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by Jewelbeat dot com.
0: Wayne Henderson here and I am excited to have three of the top fringe division agents with us today. So, since we're here, we might as
3: well
2: take advantage of the situation and just talk
0: about
4: about how the Fringe Casting
0: with Wayne and Dan podcast is proud to be podcasting about this fifth and final season of the TV show Fringe.
4: Oh, I'm sorry if at this moment when the universe is collapsing I forgot the magic word.
0: For magic word, you meant fringe castingpodcast.com, right?
4: Well, let's not jump to conclusions. I'm not.
0: I
2: don't really know what to say.
0: It's all right, Olivia. You go ahead and fight the Baldies with Etta out on the fringe, and I'll remind our friends to check out the Fringe Casting Podcast at fringecastingpodcast.com. Now, I'm off to get my co-host Dan out of some amber.
4: Thank you for your attention, and have a nice day.
0: And egg sticks.